Welcome back to another episode of NAMI OC's Declassified Anxiety Survival Guide. So what guess, are we diving into today, Brienne? Well, and, well, today we, we are diving into procrastination nation. Would you say that you guys are guilty of procrastinating or that everyone's guilty of procrastinating? Oh, yeah. Yes. At one point or another. Yeah, right. You procrastinate. So, so today we will be talking about the ins and outs of procrastination, what causes different types and some tips to try and beat out procrastination. So let's dive right in rather than I feel like we need a counter of how many times we're going to say procrastination. Oh yeah. We should have like a little a ding. ding, ding. Let me, let me get one on my phone. Okay. I'm excited for this. So what is procrastination? It is the definition that we have found is the action of delaying or postponing something. What do you guys think that really, what do you guys think that means? I guess, or what does it mean for you? Like, how does, how does procrastination really affect your life? Um, it makes sure that my life doesn't, which is kind of the problem. <laughs> yeah. I think when it comes to like tasks or activities, I really don't want to do like the laundry. Yeah, I'm good at that. I'll procrastinate. The laundry that. is the one that the chore you hate the most. I have no problems putting it in the washer and doing the cycles. The problem is folding it and putting it away. I literally have two hampers in my room right now full of clothes that I washed, but they're just sitting in the hamper because I don't want to fold them and put them away. I get that. I get that fully. I'm just kind of the same way. One hamper is even folded. It's just sitting there. So I just keep pulling the clothes out of the hamper. <laughs> we found a little article um, and it has, it ha- kind of describes four different types of procrastination. I think these are super interesting of kind of how they're titled and what they're all about. Um, the four procrastinators that you could probably be in is number one, the novelty seeker, um, two, self-deprecator, three, the overbooker, and four, performer. Um, but just based on the titles, which one do you guys think you're, you most likely link up to? I think I'm the overbooker. That, that sounds like something I would do. Definitely the overbooker. I think I'm the novelty seeker and the performer. Possibly. I would say possibly the performer for myself then. Yeah. If we're picking yeah. two, I thought we were just picking one. But oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to like. No, no. My you're boundaries you're, there, you're but, all good. <laughs> um, I would say those are the two that I, I guess I most relate with from just based off the title. I, yeah. I think, I think a, a good combination definitely yeah. can be, or depending on the circumstance. But yeah, so what do we want to dive into what each one of these are? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll kick that one off. So the first one we said was the novelty seeker. Um, and so the novelty seeker, I think this catchphrase is I just had the best idea. So that's what they say. And this is that person Me. who has a terminal case of shiny object syndrome. So basically they get very excited about whatever new task that they're on um, or their new project, 
diving all in than to kind of think quickly get bored about a week later or so this says. So they're, they're intrigued on it when it's nice and nice and new and shiny. And then, um, but there's just not enough follow through to actually finish or complete whatever the task or project is. Um, so this person typically, they say that they're great at making decisions and taking action. However, they usually will end up losing a lot of time and burning out because they don't consistently take action in one direction long enough to see the results. Um, they also say that many entrepreneur clients, you know, tend to fit this category. So their biggest challenge is completion, just finishing the task and seeing it through. Um, I don't know. Do you want to, it has us a, a solution for this. Do we want to get into the solutions now or? Yeah. yeah. Let's, okay. let's salute this. So, and one solution this, this article will suggest for if you're in that novelty seeker category is just to try and make it stick. And they say literally, so write down new ideas and projects on a sticky note, but don't pursue them until you finish what you're currently working on, which I think that's, that's a pretty fair idea there. Cause then you, you, you keep it and you're not going to lose the idea but you can attempt to finish whatever project you're on. So my sticky notes are the notes on my phone and they are just full of every single weird machination that came from my brain. Also the, the camera roll on my phone is full of like screenshots I took of ideas I had. Like I'll see something on the internet and I'm, thinking I'll follow up on that. And then I like look back in my camera roll and I have no idea where that even came from or what I was thinking. That's a good point. I'm prone to taking screenshots on my phone. I'm going like, I'll remember to do this later. Or I want to look back into this. And then I look at it and go, I have no idea what that was. <laughs> How about you, Branson? Does this seem to fit what you yes, thought of yourself? But I, have an, I have an issue with their solution because kind of like Philip just said, I well okay if I have an idea this is this is what how my brain works if I have an idea even if it's because I'm procrastinating and it's I'm I have this new idea and I'm putting something else off I won't I'll get so excited about this idea that I I won't do what I'm supposed to be doing I will just do the idea because I'm way too excited about it because it it has now taken over my brain to be like I need to do this right now so them saying making a sticky note, I don't necessarily think that will work for me because I'll just get too excited about it and then want to do it right then and there rather than because I'm also super impatient. So when I have an idea, I just really want it to go. I want it now. I want it at the moment. I don't want to wait. So having a sticky note isn't really going to help me. But I don't know what that really means. I don't know what Maybe that helps other people, just for me personally. That's, that's but this fair. is definitely this is definitely me. And I will I will make up all the ideas in the world before I um will finish the task I need to do. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think if I tried to do sticky notes my room would just look like a beautiful mind. <laughs> I would have drawings and pictures and reminders and All exclamation points. I would have magazines propped 
are are you too young for Beautiful Mind, Brienne? Or do you remember this? I don't I don't think I know what Beautiful Mind is. Russell Crowe? So it was a Russell Crowe movie where he just basically so he's <laughs> he's schizo he's paranoid schizophrenic. That's he it. That that like he's just like a, a mathematician, a major Ivy League school that's like kind of socially awkward and he's kind of married to this girl out of his league and he's just kind of getting through life but meanwhile in his back office he believes like he's meeting with like the russians and the cia and he's posting all these pictures of magazines with arrows and push pins and i see yeah, I see. yeah and isn't his best friend like made up in his head too yeah like his college roommate that doesn't exist that he's like talking to yeah, we have this. We have this overarching theme of talking about movies, so we really need to have an episode of movies, and this needs yeah. to be thoroughly planned out. Right. Oh, I, I, we should, we should do on the different genres, even because yeah. there's too many. Like, I, I would go deep into like, like some a movie horror month movies or something. Yeah, I don't know. We just love talking about movies, and I, I they, them. they find their way into each episode. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Anywho. But- I would say I'm definitely the novelty seeker, but I just, I don't know how I feel about their tip. I'm trying to think of a, a better tip that maybe helps. I don't Maybe we'll, we'll find one as we go through yeah. Yeah, all yeah. of these tips that we have that we'll, we'll be sharing. I, I, I do think the notes are good because, or some note, because then at least you get that distracting thought out of your mind. True. And you're true, like, true, I'll true. get back to it, which of course you never do, but yeah, at least but it, it's not like permeating everything you're doing. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would say Mike would would have this, except, I mean, he does finish or he'll complete the task that he's on. But man, when he gets hooked on an idea, it is full throttle. We are all in all or nothing until he's like mastered it or learned yeah. whatever he can learn. And then he's done. And then it's like, well, okay. he actually follows through with it or he does. He, he does, though. He does wow. follow through. Yeah. You found yourself a good one, Amanda. <laughs> uh, and things get done around this house. When it That's pops good. into his, when it, he locks eyes on it, there's no swaying and it will get done. But sometimes you got to like skirt real quick to account for what needs to be done. All right. All right. Do we want to go on to the second one? Yeah. All right. So the second one, which I don't think any of us picked this one or did anyone pick this one? The self-deprecator? I say... My issue isn't really necessarily laziness at this one, how it just uh, how it is described more than I have no motivation. And I don't know if that's self-deprecating or not, but that's my issue. So, okay. So, so as Brianne was saying, the self-deprecator is the person who will say, I am so lazy right now. Um, so this procrastinator is the opposite of lazy. So when they don't do something, they're extra hard on themselves. Um, we see this a lot with our, oh, we see this a lot in males. Um, and they tend to blame inaction on laziness or stubbornness rather than admit they're just tired. Um, what they really need is to be more compassionate with themselves. Okay. I might be, I'm, I might be on this train right now. Um, so the biggest challenge is simply taking a break. Um, and cause if you feel like you are taking a break, you, you start, that's when you start to kind of beat yourself up or say like, I don't have time to rest. I need to keep on going. 
Um, the solution to this is to recharge. So for this, they, this article suggests trying to take a walk, um, give yourself space and try to rebuild your energy. I, I don't know. I, this one, I feel like I'm kind of, but I'm also not. So I, cause when I feel like I need to recharge, man, I, I am the epitome of what I feel like lazy is where I'm like, I'm not getting off the couch. I am binge watching movies all day. This is, this is me recharging, but like, I need to like hibernate when I need to recharge. I can't just like take a quick walk and then be like, I got it. I bounce back. Like I need to straight up just hibernate. Um, but I feel guilty when I do. So like taking time. I don't, I don't think I'm actually, I don't think I would relate to this one actually, because when I do take a break, I don't, I don't feel guilty at all. And I'm like, I deserve this break. (laughs) Um, (laughs) even if I don't, I, I will make myself believe that I deserve this break. So I don't really think I relate to this one. I'm definitely in this category, I would say. Mm-hmm. I just need a nap. <laughs> you know, the nap. self-deprecators need to be easier on themselves, but they also need a nap. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like that eat a Snickers. You just need give, a nap. <laughs> give that boy or girl. How, I nap. think how you're feeling them right a pillow. now is how I felt last week. I think I got in total like seven hours of sleep over like four days. So I I get, I get the self there's not self um, sleep deprivation in the city that never sleeps. Yep. You're just fitting in right there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think this is me. I have such a hard time, like taking time off of work, especially when I'm burnt out and I know I need it, but then it's like, I can't, I have X, X, Y, and Z do. I need to be here for all of this. Or I have this meeting and cannot cancel. I sound like the Grinch right there. Um, but yeah, I, I think I get really hard on myself when I am burnt out. And so I'm not really effective, but I feel like I can't stop. I would, I, I don't know. Maybe I kind of relate that to that too. Sometimes I feel like I can't not do something even when I, when I should take the time. But I don't know. I'm like iffy on this one. Yeah, I feel I feel like there's there's parts that are are or I guess relate to me, and there's parts that yeah that don't. Because yeah. man, when I'm lazy, I mean I'll hate that I'm lazy, but I know full well like yep, this is full lazy mode right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. So our third possible one is the overbooker. Um, so this is the person who says, I am so busy. That is your catchphrase. And so this is the procrastinator that is pro at filling up their calendar and is usually overwhelmed. So the I'm so busy is your number one excuse because you've, you have thoroughly overwhelmed and overbooked your calendar. Um, so with this one, Interestingly, some of the busiest people we work with get the most done. When busyness comes up as an excuse for not doing something, it's usually an indication of avoidance. So rather than facing a challenge head on or admitting they don't want to do something, it's easier to place the blame on having other important things to do. Oh, okay. Oh, so they're not really doing other important things. Yeah. So this individual is... Yes, they get a lot done. I mean, they're busy, they're they're working, they get a lot done. But the second that there's something that they don't want to do, it's very easy to fall back on, oh, I'm just so busy, I can't get to that task, or I'm so busy, I don't want to do that. Um, 
And so they'll place the blame on other things that they've ranked as more important so they can get out of it. Um, the biggest challenge, um, for this type of procrastinator is that creating, that creating chaos to avoid facing what you know, you need to face right now. So typically this is not a task that they say, so this could be other things in your life. Um, and the solution is take a minute of introspection and really ask yourself, why am I avoiding this or what am I really avoiding? Um, I find this one interesting that they say it's not typically a task that these people are avoiding. I actually, I think I relate to this one. I, even if I'm not that busy, I will all, and I just don't want to do something. I will say I'm really busy. Like that's just my first excuse. Cause then I just feel like, I don't know, people can't, can't really argue with me and they can't really force me to go if I'm like, oh, I'm too busy for that. But, um, that's a good point. I feel like I've pulled that excuse numerous times where I'm like, oh, I'm just so swamped. I can't, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I'm not going out tonight. Cause I am so yeah. busy, but even though usually I'm not, I, I don't technically overbook my calendar, I guess every single week, I'll just use that as an excuse to get out of things easier. Fair. Fair. So I definitely thought this was like taking on a whole lot of things, but really it's just the easy. I feel like this is more the easy excuse of not. Yeah. The excuse of like not hanging out with friends or not seeing family or, you know, I guess some could be the task of like, I don't want to clean my house. I'm just so busy doing other things. I can't clean yeah. house or I can't go to the gym because I'm so busy. That's my number one excuse. Yeah. I actually interpreted this another way or kind of in a different way, which Ooh, is that for. this is a, I'm going to build a personality type. Now, um, the, this is a person who knows that they struggle to get things done. So what they do is they book themselves so thin or just so full of stuff to do that they know they have to end up doing stuff because they just have so much on their plate, but then nothing really gets done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can see that too. Because there's always, cause the, the last thing is distracting them from doing the next thing, but they think having all these things is going to help them do something. Yeah. That I would make I sense. Would agree. Yeah. I would, I kind of relate that to that as well. I would say. I think these are all very generic and relatable. Yeah, they're, they are. I think it, there are many points where you're like, I have definitely fallen under each of these categories. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as we wrap this up, our final um, one is the performer. And so this is the person who says, I work well under pressure, which I think is every single student present here today has at some point been like, I work really well under this pressure. So this procrastinator forces themselves to focus by shrinking the time they have to tackle a task. Um, and so for many, the real reason they do this is because of this feel or need for perfectionism. So if you're tight on time, there's no way the task can be done to your unreasonably high standards anyway. So you're not failing yourself. Um, and then for others, this issue is simply falling back into old patterns and beliefs that we have, uh, about that 11th hour save that it'll come in 
and come together in, in the 11th hour and hail Mary pass and everything. So no matter what being in the habit of putting pressure on yourself is not sustainable. So the biggest challenge here, of course, is just sitting down and getting started. Um, their solution is to flip the script and set a start date. So instead of your end date, you're going to start, I'm going to do this on this date. Um, when you focus on when you're going to begin a task and not when you hope to end it, you'll take a tremendous amount of pressure off yourself. This is, this is, this is who I am as a person. Me too. <laughs> Me as well. I have many stories about this one. I, I think I do. I do as well. I have many, yeah. many. Um, I'm going to tell you two quick stories go for it. of my, of my performer aspect of procrastination. So the first one, I was a sophomore in high school and we came back from either Christmas break, ski week, one of the breaks, we had to read an entire book and annotate this entire book. I did not do that. I think I read like two chapters. Didn't, didn't do anything about it. Didn't annotate it, did nothing. So I was annotating, just scribbling through my book during lunch, literally lunch right before my class. And I, I was using my friend's book to write in some things because the teacher like flips through it. Like she needs to know that I did. It, it's not just some random words I'm writing down. So I'm circling, underlining, writing all these words as fast as I possibly can because this book is like 300 pages. So I get into my class and how she checked the books were we had like six tables all around the room and she would go around and check each person's book, but she would just flip through them. She wouldn't really read them. No, then you could have gotten away just highlighting away. Yeah, but she needed to see words. Like she was looking closely to make sure there was like words that kind of were relevant to whatever we were saying. But yes, I was, there was a few points where I was like writing flower, tree, you know, random stuff because I was so stressed. And so I was the last table she was going to check. I was basically the last person she was going to check. So I was like, I have time. Like, I'm going to do this during class. So I'm again, writing so fast. And I have my friend's book copying her things. This is not one of my proudest moments. I'm not trying to be like, cheat, don't cheat. But I, at this point I had no other option. So I'm, people are like looking at me, seeing how fast I'm going. She's the teacher never noticed. And I finished, I finished the annotating, the annotating, and I put my book inside of my binder and I put my friend's book that had her last name on it in my bag, in my bag. And I put my bag on my chair, but my bag was like open. So I asked, I had to go to the bathroom. So I asked her if I could go to the bathroom and I finished my thing. So I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Also, she was halfway done. So I didn't think she was going to be at my table by the time I got back. So I get back to, and I was like proud of myself that I finished this as quickly as I possibly could. And I get back to my table after I went to the bathroom and my friend's book is on the table. And I'm like, oh my God, she checked. She checked my friend's book. She didn't check mine because mine was in my binder and she grabbed it out of the bag and it had my friend's last name on it. Obviously we don't have the same last name. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get in so much trouble because 
I have this girl's book and like, she basically just checked it and didn't say anything. I basically got away with it. She never knew. She never said anything to me, but that was one of my big performer. It all came together in that 11th hour for sure. Hail Mary was thrown 100%. I feel like we've all been there with like book reports. Oh God. When you don't want to read that book report and it's due the next day or you have that test, man, you are just skimming as fast as you can to be like, yeah, I got the gist. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can, I can write my way through an essay with the gist of it. Oh my God. What was my, what was my second story? It was, it wasn't actually one I had on here, but I can't remember now. Anyways, that was my, that was one of my big, biggest procrastination stories I've, I've completed. I, I have two for mm-hmm. my time in college um not proud of these either one at all one bit but um so one of them was during my first semester of college and I was in my finals and we had one final project that we had to do and we had to take a site location and talk about how we were going to rezone it and what we were going to build on it and, and have a full presentation as we were like presenting this to a, a, a committee hearing or something like that. And I was terrified. I, 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 a wasn't like, why am I taking this class in the first place? Cause I signed up for what I thought was event planning and I ended up in city planning and read syllabuses. Um, but I, I, so I'm like, I'm going to sound so dumb. I hate presenting in, in person. So I just, you know, put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. And then finally she was like, okay, if you haven't done it, we're running out of time. So you can just videotape your presentation and email me the presentation. So she gave us the options. Like if you don't want to do this and present, you can do it this way. So it was like score. I've got it in the bag. So I go home. I'm videotaping myself in my room. I've got like my presentation up on my TV and it's, I mean, kind of hokey, but I got it done. And I go to email it. She goes, it's due by like this time on this date. And I go to email it to her and the file's too big and it won't send. And I had a moment where I was in full tears, mm-hmm. lying on my bedroom floor going, are you kidding me right now? Like I tried every possible way to try and send this email to this woman and could not get it to go through. And just the utter fear of like, I'm going to fail this entire class because this stupid email won't send and it's due in 30 minutes. Um, it got through. We did it. It got done. I think I got to be on it. So all was good in the there end. But yeah had had a full bore like breakdown of just like why did I wait until the last possible second to record this email it and of course it doesn't work I think my wait. second oh wait go for it no no you go ahead go ahead oh I was like I think my second once again because I like to wait until the last minute to do quite a bit of this because uh, schoolwork sucks but I was in my Chicano cinema studies class and it was like a summer school class that we did online. So there wasn't actual like lectures I had to sit through. Literally, this teacher just gave us a list of shows and movies to watch. And we had to write comparison essays. So he would give us like watch the George Lopez show and watch East Los High and compare them and see which one's more stereotypical. East Los High, guys, don't don't even go there. It's cool. Um, 
But so I had all of these to go. I made it to East Los High and then I couldn't go any further. Like the rest of the movies on his list was like, I, I'm out. I that that ruined me. Um, and so I put it off, put it off all summer. I would like casually write some of them while I was at work. But otherwise, I, I, I forgot to fit in the time to watch these movies. So it comes down to the last day of the semester. He also didn't put due dates on any of these essays. They were literally the day they were all due for the entire semester was that last day. So come the last day of the semester, I'm up at 6 a.m. writing as fast as I can and having like one half of my laptop up playing the movie or as much of it I could find. And I would watch the beginning, middle and end and then pull up the second one, beginning, middle and end, read the Wikipedia synopsis. And I'm just writing evaluations <laughs> on all these movies. And then I think there was like a book we had to read once again, beginning, middle and end pull out a couple quotes, pop them in there. Um, I almost feel like there were two books I was supposed to read. That's how bad it was. And I think I got to a point where like, once again, coming down to the last hour, I was burnt out from writing like 10 essays. And so I just went, all right, screw it. I'll take the, I'll take the F on one essay, you know, but one missing, not too bad. Don't recommend this. Don't ever do this. Cause I got lucky but he ended up taking off the essay I didn't do. And so I got 100% in the class. He even commented that some of my analysis were so insightful. And I went, oh, I definitely did not watch the, what, it wasn't the Godfather, what, Scarface. I was like, I did not watch Scarface. <laughs> but he loved my analysis of the character. So, you know, I gave myself a little props for BSing my way through that one. But don't do that because you may not end up with a professor who will be kind. Or just not oh, care. We have, we, we have a doctor of Chicano cinema in the house. <laughs> Guys, I got this. I got this. But, I was yeah. just, I'm going to say that I think every essay I have done in college and high school, maybe not every single essay I've done, but most of them have been um, me doing them an hour before they're due busting them out as fast as I possibly can, hoping for the best. Usually it works out in my favor, but I'm a, I've been lucky. So knock on wood um, because it gets stressful. But I think, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell my spring 2021 semester final story because this is also relevant to being the performer. So during COVID, what a lot of teachers would do or a lot of professors would do is they would not make you turn in and some still do this. Um, they won't make you turn things in until the end of the semester because I don't know why. I don't really know why they do this, but they don't, they never really had like a hard due date on things. It was more of a soft due date that they recommend you get things in. So you're not struggling by the end of the semester but if it doesn't happen it's no big deal you can turn in by the end of the semester so last semester I did this I did not do a single essay um all of my classes had I think we wrote about 10 essays in like each class I took and I took five classes so that's about 50 essays that's a lot of essays that I had a lot of essays that's a lot of essays so me being the stupid person I am um, not stupid person, just me being, um, the biggest procrastinator possible doesn't do anything 
anything until the last week of school. I have never wrote so many essays in my entire life. I, I had to make a playlist. This was my part of my procrastinating of doing all these essays. I would make, I like made a playlist of just a bunch of songs that I didn't really know that well. So I wouldn't get distracted while writing these essays by singing the songs. So I, um, made this giant playlist. I still listen. It's actually a fantastic playlist, but, um, I listened to that and I would wake up at eight and I wouldn't stop writing until like midnight. And I did that for five days straight. And it was probably the worst week of my entire life, but I got everything done. Actually, just kidding. One class, I didn't get everything done in and I had to email her and I kind of pulled the mental health card saying that I was struggling with my mental health. And she was nice enough to be like, it's okay. I'll take off a few essays. And I was like, yes. Um, but again, don't do that. It's not a good, not a good way to approach school or approach finals your last week, but it was maybe the worst week of my life. Never been so stressed in my entire life. I mean, oh with God. those, you it's talk about high anxiety. I, cause I've, I've with that, like essay one that I did, I think what I've learned with classes is if you don't give me a due date, or if you're one of those, it's like, eh, things are due by like the end of the semester. Just make sure you get all in. That's horrid for me, which could be Same. that performer thing is I'm waiting for my end date. Otherwise it's like, I got time. I got time. I don't yeah. need to do it right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why I work ahead. I can, I can fit this all in right before it's due. And then you realize like how much it is and you go, Oh no, I messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you're just, just not sleeping. Like that week, I don't think I slept one. I was so stressed. I couldn't sleep. There was well, no, and that's, that's why we have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. There was the start of it right there. Us procrastinating and then putting ourselves in overly anxious situation. <laughs> I, I do we think could... it does something biological to you though. Like that is like pushing you to get stuff done. Yeah. It's Just like a, it's like a life and death health. situation. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Yes. It's the fight or flight. Yeah. Sure. This Chicano I... studies paper was her saber toothed tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that like, when we were kids, we were the most horrible kids to our mother because we would have a project due and we wouldn't tell her. This was me and my brother. I don't know if you did this, Amanda, but I know me and Jake did this. Oh, I definitely tell did her about a the- like four month science fair in a weekend. Yeah, we wouldn't tell our mom that we have to go to Michael's to get all of our supplies for our project literally until the night before. And it would be like at nine o'clock at night. And she'd be so, so mad at us that we would wait till the very, very, very last. But the behavior never changed. No, it never no. has. And you would no. go, mom, I need you. And you would be like, oh. Yeah. I can't even tell you in high school, like how many times I would need to print out a project. And then like, of course you have no ink in the printer or the printer just stops yeah. working. Cause that always happens. And I've had to spend many a nights in FedEx at like midnight going, I I will get this printed one way or another. (laughs) And our mother just being furious. (laughs) Yeah. Our mom wasn't so happy with our procrastination skills. That's for sure. (laughs) We got it done. We got it done. We got it done. That's all that matters to me. It's just getting it done. Have you, so I guess, I guess with this, because we've talked a lot about how we're terrible. I guess, Philip, you haven't chimed in. What is your, your, I'm sure well, you have stories. Yeah. And um, I would say my biggest procrastination story was actually 
you know, when they say it just goes all the way right to the end, right to the final bell. So my last capstone, my capstone paper in college, I sat down at 4.30 p.m. to do it. I worked until 1 p.m. the next day, like literally didn't even move off of my chair. I just sat there in this computer lab at UC Santa Cruz for 21 hours, wrote this thing, turned it into the professor, walked into her office, turned it in, went home and just like collapsed. Oh my God. I don't think I could have ever, I mean, like that's crazy. No, it was a testament to human willpower, but I was just did not move from this chair for like 21 hours dang oh my and like the whole time aren't you like beating yourself up a little bit where you're just like the hell did I do to myself <laughs> you, the the day before that whole time I was I mean there were other mitigating circumstances where I was so stressed and but the main thing was just my procrastination but in that moment it was the animal instinct like yeah, I, I sat bet. there and wrote and wrote and wrote I'm weird like, like that you but. become like inhuman when you when this happens, when you have to do something so important and you only have a certain amount of time. I, I have another crazy procrastination story too. Oh, go. So a year and a half ago, when I was supposed to start my first training for NAMI, this job actually, a different branch of this job, the worm line, I got paid by my uncle to fill up this truck of furniture and drive it across the country from Washington, D.C. to L.A. Mm -hmm. And it got delayed and delayed and lollygagged around, lollygagged around until Friday early afternoon in Washington, D.C. And I had to be back by Monday morning. No, this was actually for Suicide Hotline. So I had to be like on site doing this training. So I left on a Friday from Washington, D.C. in this truck and drove 16 to 18 hours a day to make it to, I forget what the town was called. I was still in Oklahoma. The town across the border in Texas was called Shamrock, Texas. This was on I-40. I forget what the town. I went to sleep that last like Sunday, Saturday going into Sunday night, woke up at 5 a.m. Central time. So that's like 3 a.m. Pacific time, drove all the way through Texas, all the way through New Mexico, all the way through Arizona, got to the border of California at like 1130 in the morning. Sorry, 1130 at night on Saturday night. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it home. I'm almost home. Then I was in the lane. They have this weird little pass through when you go into California where they're like, do you have any agriculture? 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 I know that booth well. I went through it and they're like, you're in the wrong lane. You're in a truck. And I'm like, I'm not in a truck. This is like a moving truck. This is a box truck. And they're like, no, it's still a truck. So then I had to turn around, wait in line behind actual like huge trucks That took like another hour before they inspected the truck and they're like, it's okay. This is like a 20 foot, not like, not even like a 16 foot box truck. This is like, and I'm like in this. You had to wait with like the cargo semis. With the what? With like the cargo semis. Yeah. Like, 
uh, just in whatever. <laughs> so it's just like the truck I was driving. It's just like imagine like a big like UPS thing. It's not even yeah. compared to whatever. So in this thing, it's like one in the morning and I'm like, got to get home, got to get home. I got home to California at like 530 in the morning, which would have been like 730 central time. So I was on the road for 28 hours because I procrast not procrastinated. I mean, this was like a combined familial procrastination between me and my uncle getting yeah. this thing done in Washington, D.C. But, you know, it's stuff like that. Those are my two procrastination stories. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> okay, that's just like straight. Like you work for like eight billion hours, and then you're I like, know. okay, it's finally done. I know, but those, but it's all based on yeah. just not doing the requisite steps on the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And I, I think mean... it can get worse if you're in a family with per- other procrastinators too. Yes, I think you oh, can yeah. play off each other and just yeah. waste time, and then you're just like. Okay. I would say that's our family. Yeah, big time. Yeah, dad. Well, my oh, dad. Okay. My dad's huge, 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 huge procrastinator. I think our stepdad or my stepdad is. He's huge the on king of yeah, procrastination for sure. Probably where I get my horrible procrastination skills from. Our brother is also a big procrastinator. I mean, for school, I remember him like doing projects in the morning before school. Oh, I was, I was queen in high school. Uh, this, I think definitely in my like junior and senior year where I would literally do the homework that was due the class before. So I was oh, saying listening same. to lectures. I was just lunch. Oh my gosh. Lunch was always math. I always had to do math at lunchtime. <laughs> I did and, my English, uh, all my, my annotate yeah. annotations. Every, every time it was math homework. Like I was always doing homework, the class before, and just doing that during the lecture. I think a few times my math teacher, when you grade, he didn't care when the homework came in, as long as it got in that class and man, he'd be grading it. And I'd be right there behind him. Like, okay, thanks for telling me the answers. Um, do you think it's worth, I, I actually do. I don't want to be one of those, those people, but I do get the sense that this is really bad in our generation because of all the distractions, all of our short attention span stuff. And even people who seem from afar, extremely productive actually struggle with this stuff too. And it's, it's always existed, but it's worse like in this generation. Yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. I don't really, I I don't know why the reason would be for that, but I definitely know the reason for that. better other things to do like scroll through tiktok right so scroll through your phone it's designed to be very addictive you're always i actually have okay wait today this is i'm gonna pull this for my glass because i thought this is actually kind of interesting so we were talking about this is more about boredom rather than procrastination but i kind of feel like they can go hand in hand because when you're bored you're usually putting off of like things you have to do and Basically, our economy is the whole point of our economy is so that we will never be bored. Like it is providing things that make sure that we will never be bored in our life. And my professor was like, why do we think we're bored? Like, why do you think people don't like to be bored? And why are we okay with just being bored in our lives for a day? And I, I personally think it's because a lot of people also don't want to deal with all of the stuff they have to deal with, or they don't want to deal with 
being alone and thinking about their own thoughts for a good amount of time and just sitting with those thoughts by themselves. Do you know, like facing, facing their own realities that they have to deal with. So they, and that's what you do when you're bored. Like when you're bored, that's when you start thinking of all these thoughts that you don't want to think about, or you don't want to face or whatever it is. And then, um, so then you get your attention goes elsewhere, which I kind of feel kind of happens for procrastination too. Well, I, I think there's a lot of different reasons why people procrastinate. I mean, obviously I think with a lot of like schoolwork type stuff, you just don't want to do it. And that, that makes sense. But yeah, but surprisingly, like there's some, there's a lot of different reasons for it. Um, I know for myself personally, like if I get super overwhelmed, so for me, a huge thing, oh my gosh, especially when I was in high school, if my room was just so messy and got to such a high point of mess that I like, I I don't know where to even begin. And I get so overwhelmed by it. I will put that, I will go out of my way to procrastinate and just never do it because I, I think it's that I don't know where to start. It's so, it gets so mounting that I I don't know. And that's why the blur was invented on zoom. <laughs> nobody and will ever know what Amanda's room really nobody looks will like. ever or in this know. case the guest room because yes, of is. circumstances but yeah like for me it's a lot of overwhelm over I get overwhelmed my anxiety peaks and I don't like it um I think another reason for me is the fact that I have such a reluctance to change I don't like things changing I need to like mentally prepare myself and even then it's not enough oh amanda Um, doesn't like to change amanda does not like to change amanda is very set in her ways and does not like when things need to change around the big city lights were awaiting but a girl in tiny flagstaff sat there hating dr seuss rhyme (laughs) <laughs> look at you go i was trying to like process that one i was as i was like nah homegirl was ready to get out of flagstaff um the water was which, so warm and blue i must the say fish for- and turtles swarming too i'm sorry continue <laughs> no i'm loving it some of the other reasons why people might procrastinate can be fear of success um fear of failure fear of doing something new um, fear of looking incompetent, like you don't know what you're doing. Um, the poor ability to estimate how much, how long something's going to take you to do. So sometimes just simply not realizing like, Hey, this is going to take me three hours, but you were like, it's going to take me two. uh, the dislike of the task, which I think is a huge one that everyone experiences. You don't want to do something. So you're going to put it off until the last possible minute. The the desire for immediate gratification. So if it's not going to be done instantaneously or you're not going to get the rewards from it, why bother finishing it? Or, you know, you're going to put it off until you absolutely need to resistance or fear of authority and perfectionism. Uh, do any of those kind of ring true for you guys? I know for me, the fear of change definitely does. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, um, Dislike of task is my probably biggest issue. I also have, I would add this one to the list of lack of motivation, 
not technically laziness. And I know laziness seems like the easy answer to, of why we procrastinate, but it's not because of laziness. It's more just that I don't have the motivation to finish something that might be because of other issues, but I'm not really sure. Not really sure about that one. Yeah. I love that out of all of those, I think there are a lot deeper root causes than the easy blame of laziness. I think that's a huge misconception of what procrastination is, is it's not laziness. There is a deeper rooted fear or worry or reason behind why we choose to put things off. And, and a huge portion of that list was just simply fears. Um, and that fear is what's holding you back. So basically it, it just kind of, um, provides a lot of, it's more of the anxiety of other life issues. That's maybe a reason why we procrastinate. Mm-hmm. If it's a bunch of fears, um, that usually kind of correlates to anxiety. Exactly. And so I think a huge root cause of procrastination is that anxiety is that mounting fear is just feeling overwhelmed. Um, and that's why it's sometimes just easier to put it off until it's completely just staring you in the face and you have no other way to look at it. Um, you know, another side of that is that anxiety can just be really paralyzing. Um, so you may not even like have a choice in the matter because your anxiety is kicked in. You're in that overload and you think I literally like can't do anything. What are some like maybe helpful tips to people to help their procrastination? Um, other than being like, just saying don't procrastinate because <laughs> that's never the right way to approach that. True. I think, I think just outwardly having someone else tell you like, well, just don't procrastinate like that. That doesn't help. But on that same note of maybe how we're approaching things. So one, one tip is really to listen to what you're saying to yourself. So listen to the self-talk that you, you have and try and stop those thoughts of like, Oh, I'll just do it later. I'll get to it later. And work on changing it into like, no, we'll do it now. So we don't have to worry about it later. So like trying to change how you're talking to yourself of like, oh, no, I got time. It's like, no, we'll finish it now. And then you have more time to do other things later. Um, So I think that's, that's one way to, to try and go about it. Um, Possibly another way is to try and even just like talk yourself into completing the project. So once again, I think almost that like convincing. So instead of like for, uh, what, which one was it? The performer. So instead of going like, okay, I can't, I'm, this is the end date. I got plenty of time. It's, oh no, I, this is my due date to start this project. Um, and just, and find different ways to, I don't want to say trick yourself, but trick yourself into beginning it. Yeah, I, I like how this article is wording this kind of similar to what you're just saying of a disconnect from your future self, um, which I think is interesting because if you have a disconnect from your future self and you're like, oh, that doesn't technically doesn't exist yet because you're not your future self yet, um, then you can get it done in the timely ma- manner because if you think, oh, I can do this tomorrow, that 
you're already thinking tomorrow you have to do this. And if you don't do it tomorrow, then there's that. It's just a, it's just keep putting it off mm-hmm. rather than get just getting stuck it done. in, in the yeah, cycle. It's like a loop. Yeah, De- definitely. Cause yeah, if you're going, Oh, I have tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is tomorrow is tomorrow is tomorrow. So it yeah, just keeps, yeah, yeah. keeps going. Uh, another possible way. So we're really into the introspection. It's like, what, why are you putting this off? Um, so another way is to vividly imagine the feeling you'll have when it's done. So that could be already thinking of the feeling of reward of like, yes, I feel so, cause you always feel good when you finish a huge task. It is such a weight taken off of you. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that one. Uh, also visualize yourself doing the task easily and quickly. So thinking instead of, I think this once again, falls into like that self-talk and not going like, oh, this is going to just be so difficult or like, this is going to be so boring, but no, like it's going to be, I'm going to get through it. It's going to be a breeze. And then hopefully that, that self-talk doesn't portray uh, a last one is negotiate a reward for yourself after the task is completed. I mean, think back when we were kids, you'd be like, if you get your homework done, you get a piece of candy, whatever that piece of candy is for you as an adult, put that as your, your reward for finishing something, especially if it's something you really don't want to do. Um, one that honestly works for me is breaking things down. So I break up the task that I have to do, um, into smaller, more manageable components. This helps me a lot when I'm very overwhelmed and the the task seems very like surmounting is I'll go, if I get this done, then I'll, I'll feel good and it'll be a win for the day. And so you break those up and a bunch of small victories really start to add up into the big ones. So you get that feeling of reward of, I did it. I got this part done. Now I can tackle the next task. Um, this one is all up your alley. Brianne is listening to music as a great way to distract yourself while working jazz uh, music, jazz yeah. music. Wow. Brianne kicking it old school <laughs> jazz music helps me study or if it just ran, I just, I have to listen to music that doesn't even have words or, um, as songs that I just don't know the words to at all, because I'll get distracted by the really good song I'm listening to. <laughs> And then I think like our very last one is a huge part of this is there is that component of fear. And so sometimes, you know, the best way to overcome a fear is just start doing what scares you. So take that into whatever that manageable chunk is for you. Do a little bit of what might scare you. And so facing your fears is worth celebrating. So reward yourself for a job well done. You did something that was, I so love this right now, the freaking elevator music. No, it's some study jazz. Study jazz music. Study this jazz. is elevator to. music to me. No, this is what what keeps Brienne charged every day. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I think all in all with procrastination, you know, that's it's not laziness. I think a huge part of it is rooted in anxieties or fears that we may have. Um, you know, there's a lot of tricks out there in order to help you try and overcome. And I think really finding the ones that work for you. Uh, will help. I mean, try a little bit of everything. You never know what's actually going to end up working. Uh, I know with all of our stories, I mean, we're all guilty of procrastination, even with these tricks, it happens. So this is all we have time for today, but we very much enjoyed talking about procrastination and we really hope you enjoyed listening about it and our helpful tips. Um, please like, and give us a follow 
on our pod, pod on your podcast platform any of them and also give us um a follow on our socials and our instagram is at nami underscore oc our facebook is at nami orange county our spotify is nami dash oc yeah um our tiktok is nami underscore oc oc um in our notes we'll have all of these handles to you and more resources that nami orange county has to offer and Thank you. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show and helps us to share our message of mental wellness to people in our community. NAMI OCD Classified Anxiety Survival Guide is for informational and educational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice, diagnoses, nor treatment. NAMI OCD Classified Anxiety Survival Guide is funded by the Orange County Healthcare Agency and Behavioral Health Services. And if you want to hear more of NAMI OCD Classified Anxiety Survival Guide, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app.